This podcast may contain coarse language. Listener's discretion is advised. Also, this podcast will obviously contain spoilers for Demon Slayer. Please beware, listen at your own risk. Welcome to the Demon Slayer Podcast. I'm your host, V-Lord GTZ, and with me today, I have Alien. Maybe. I mean, who else could you be? Uh, Amperin. That, that's actually valid. But also with us is J-Mac. Hi, I'm dead now. Aren't we all dead, though? Inside. No, so far only Alien and I have died. Ah, uh, that's true, actually. And also with us, that's hopefully not dead, is Laser Kid. Can confirm, still breathing, at least for now. Where my Glock at? Okay, I guess I have to go start digging the grave for Laser. Man, digging all these graves is tough. But I think our last person might be able to help us with that. It's Allison. We're fucking late again, you asshole. Anyways, I'm back by popular demand. So yeah, Demon Slayer episode 19. The episode that basically blew up on the internet back when it aired in Japan, and there's a very good reason for that, because, boy, this episode is good. One might say it's fire? Yes, yes indeed. Come on, Laser, it's 2020. It's 2020, you gotta say it's lit. (laughs) Forgive me, I'm an old man. Laser has to say it's lit and then dab. No one can see me do it, so sure, it's lit. Damn. Hey, Laser, I'm gonna cut off your hands. Uh-oh. But, that, but what, where, where, how will I type, then? I don't oh, wait, allowed on the Demon Slayer podcast. Know, that's your problem. Alright, fair Speaking enough. of things getting cut, though, we started off episode 19 with Tantro's sword being cut. His precious uh, Nichiren blade... <laughs> has been destroyed by the webs of Rui. The threat posed by the 12 Kisaki has nothing on the threat posed by the man who made his sword finding out about that. Yes, you didn't. Um, hell hath no fury like Hakanezka after one of his swords has been broken. Yeah, like Tanjiro even like apologizes to uh, Rokodaki and uh, Hakanezka. Because he's like, oh no, I failed them. <laughs> he totally does, and it's just like, apologize to the Rokodaki. Haganeska doesn't deserve one. Haganeska just looks, even in that like uh, image that they show, Haganeska looks like he's going to murder someone. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, kinda. Yeah, it's fine. But then we pan over to Inosuke, who is uh, gushing over Giyu. Shippers, take notes here. I mean, he's got a hot voice, so I can't blame him. Yeah, but uh, while Inosuke's gushing over Giyu, Giyu's kind of just unimpressed. And Inosuke even asks Giyu to, like, fight him so that he can beat him, because his whole logic's like, 
hey, if you beat a Kizuki, then that means if I beat you, I'm the strongest demon slayer. But then, like, Giyu's like, nah, that guy, that guy wasn't a Kizuki. That guy was just cannon father. He, he doesn't matter. He's trash. And Inosuke's like, you you think I didn't know that? Of course I, I, I knew that. Yeah, I, I totally knew that. It was Tanjiro's fault. Yeah, Tanjiro thought Tanjiro that guy was a Kizuki. That guy. Yeah, that's stupid, Tanjiro. I'm Inosuke. I know everything. It's a good thing he's got the cute little boar ears that I can bet. Otherwise, I'd be mad at him. You can never be mad at Inosuke. He's too good of a boy. Unless he threatens to kill Nezuko, then you could be mad at him. Then you riot. Then you fight every day. Then yeah, but then he gets better. He forgets day. about doing that. He's stupid, but I love him regardless. We all do. Yeah. He's like a Haikyuu. He's like a Haikyuu boy in an action show because Toonami is too pussy to air Haikyuu. Toonami, you must air Haikyuu. Do it. Make Allison happy. Do it for the memes. Do it for the dabbing. Legs, are you gonna dab a hundred times if we get Haikyuu on Toonami? Maybe. Probably not, but maybe. I will consider it. Okay. Sounds like a yes. You better see a video of it, too. <laughs> yeah, we need video evidence. This will be posted on Tanami Faithful. Oh, God, you see my fat ass dabbing a hundred times. That's what everyone needs. It's the content we deserve. <laughs> to be honest, it's... I really don't want to see your ass. No, you probably don't. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, uh, after this, though, we pan over back to our Zenitsu, who is dying. That's good. Is it good, though? We we don't want Zenitsu to die. Who are we going to make fun of? Laser. Aww. I mean, he is the Zenitsu stan, but... That is true. That doesn't mean we make fun of the Zenitsu stan. We just make fun of Zenitsu. I mean, even I make fun of the Zenitsu when it's appropriate. Yeah, everyone loves making fun of Zenitsu. It's the pastime of generations. It brings families together. But yeah, he calls out, uh, thanks, Gramps. And Shinobu's just like, are you calling me Gramps? <laughs> yeah, Shinobu's just like watching over him at this point. And like, Zenitsu explains, though, that he saw a vision of his master. And uh, Shinobu uh, says that this is like a thing that happens when you're near death because like it's tapping into your underlying uh desire to live um and while she's explaining this to zenitsu she takes out a needle and uh fills it with like an antidote for the poison that's slowly turning zenitsu into a spider and we see like her like take out like Zenitsu's mutating hand that's like super grotesque and just like stabbing it with the needle. It's like oof. Hey man, do what you gotta do to survive. He <laughs> this is this is for the best for him. But see, Allison, <laughs> if he had died, he wouldn't get to be stabbed, so you know. I mean I can make a joke about manga spoilers, but eh. I mean you could, you could. But friends don't spoil other friends on Demon Slayer. Tondra wouldn't spoil Demon Slayer. 
I mean, he probably wouldn't. So yeah, that that's true. Except V Lord spoiled My Hero Academia last week. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that doesn't count. No one cares about My Hero Academia. MHA is trash. Yeah, no one here likes MHA. No. Gross. MHA. Who who reads that? Who watches that? Me. 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 Yeah. So so that means you're all trash. <laughs> And I'm trash too, because I also watch Greed. <laughs> Me, Lord, I have accepted that I'm trash. We're all trash. But we're. We live the trashy trash. life. We're trash together, so it's okay. Um, anyways. Um, after we see Shinobu inject Zainitsu with the antidote, we see that there are other demon slayers that are coming to help the victims of the spider demons. And after this, we pan back to Tanjiro, who's still dwelling on the fact that his sword broke. But despite this, Tanjiro decides to keep fighting, even though he's being overpowered by Rui. Um, Rui kind of realizes, though, that like no matter what Tanjiro does, he can't really beat him. And at one point, he's even like mocking him, saying, like, I'm going to let you hit me. But you still aren't going to be able to, like, cut me at all. And, like, at first Tanjiro slashes at him, but then, like, really sucker punches him. And then Tanjiro gets, like, a hit on his neck. But... It does nothing. Yes. And Rui explains that just, just because his strings are, like, a certain amount of thickness, that just means his body is thicker. So if Tanjiro can't even cut... Rui's strings, that means he has no chance of cutting his neck. So we have confirmed yep. Rui is I mean, thick. Uh, well, and the, the greatest mm-hmm. thing about that is Rui was even like, go on, j- just cut my neck. I'll let you do it. <laughs> Such a cocky asshole. Throughout this whole fight, he's just like, yeah, you can't win. Go ahead. Ha ha ha. But yeah, I, during this whole thing, too, like, uh, the demon sister of Rui is still there. Rui basically like, cuts off her head and she like begs for her life. That was cool. And like, R- uh, Rui's kind of like, hey, if you want to live, you better go hunt down the rest of the people on this mountain. And then she runs off. Uh, I think you're skipping a little bit ahead because there's a reason that that came to that. And that has to do with Nezuko. Oh, right. Yeah. I yeah. Good that. job recapping, Vilorn. I wasn't reading the notes verbatim. I <laughs> failed. I must go to Demon Slayer jail. Damn, ain't, aren't you supposed to be the big Demon Slayer stand? What in the yeah. hell, man? I man, failed my country. I, a lot of stuff happened after that anyway. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't matter. And I was like, okay. That, that, now it actually kind of matters because the reason she gets all upset and things happen. Man, this episode sucks. Yeah, it's okay though. We'll fix it. And fix. We'll do a live. Fix it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. This is find a way. It could have been better if we started it on time. Just saying. probably. Um, yeah, J-Mac, What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. It's totally J-Max's fault. Oh, God. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, Rui tries to kill Tanjiro with an attack, but Tanjiro can't dodge. Um, But then suddenly Nesgo comes out to protect him and takes kind of the damage. And, like, Tanjiro's immediately worrying about Nesgo because, like, 
she got pretty badly cut by Rui's like strings and like the wound isn't exactly healing fast. Rui is kind of just shocked by this whole situation and he's like, is that his sister? A real bond? What the? Why can't I have that? <laughs> Wait, I can. I will take her myself. Because that's how that works. This, this, this is a genius level intellect here. Yeah, like Rui's awakening like his galaxy. Means, it's like that I mean from the movie, like, look at me. I'm her brother now. Yeah. <laughs> Rui's awakening his galaxy brain here, and he's like, you know, I'll spare your life if you give me your sister. This works out. You live, I get a real sister. Your sister gets a brother who's also a demon. It's a win-win for everyone, right? Yeah, pretty much. But Tanjiro's like, no, fuck you. Pretty much. I mean, did anyone expect Tanjiro to say literally anything else? Eh, I don't really care either way. I kind of wish he did say no fuck you, though. But I mean, that would have been great. That would have been. Yeah. It's funny because there was kind of like a little nah. bait and switch situation there, like where Rui saw like the connection between Nezuko and um, Tanjiro. And for like maybe a split second, you think maybe he's going to learn something. He almost. And then he, he and then like he dead ass says, "I your I want your sister for myself, and she will learn to obey me because I will hurt her if she doesn't." It's like. Well, okay. Domestic and, abuse at its <laughs> finest. And he learned literally nothing. And that's why the sister demon started freaking out. Because she's like, but I'm your sister. Don't abandon me. Uh, forgive me. I'll do whatever. And he's like, none of you people have done the roles I've assigned you. So it turns out he's the mastermind of this whole family. Yeah, he's like, girl, you're fired. Go, go kill some people on the mountains. And then I'll forgive you. It's fine. Wow, it's almost like they didn't spell that out with the whole start of the arc, huh, guys? Not at all. Not at all. It's totally not suspicious that Rui is the only one with an actual name in the credits. And not at all. And it's not like J-Mac called that like two episodes, three episodes, when, I, when Rui first showed up. I've not called at all. I could have sworn Demon Father was the Kizuki, guys. Totally! Oh, I gotta say, I actually put it in my notes specifically, like, yeah, no, J-Mac called it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's pretty obvious, just based on Rui's design, too. Although, he has, like, a total villain design. I do have to admit that yeah, um, Laser Kid actually got me to almost question it when he said, well, what if he's not a Kizuki and just thinks he's a Kizuki? I did that to troll you to make you think just because that has happened, and it will happen again. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, yeah. And then he revealed his eye. I'm like, oh, well, nope, he's a Kizuki. I kind of forgot whether or not he actually was. I knew that he was quote-unquote the Kizuki. I couldn't remember if he really was or not. Mm -hmm. But yes, no, this fight just... If you think this fight is over, <laughs> you're dead wrong. Yeah. But yeah, it was at this point that, yeah, Rui basically revealed that he is... Like one of the keys to key, he's lower rank five, five yeah. which is why in his eye you can see the kanji for uh, under and five. So yeah, kind and is. after this, Rui kind of goes into his whole logic behind his fake family, and he says how par parents protect their eldest children, and the eldest children protect the youngest. 
which is why he is the youngest in the family. Because from his mindset, that means he's the one who's the most important. He's the one that gets protected the most by that logic. He's ma- he's giving himself a full shield here. It's a really twisted mentality. I mean, and he even adds, like, those who don't know their role should die. I'm just like, whoa there, buddy. Holy crap. I mean, you're an asshole demon. It's not surprising, but... Yeah. yeah. And then after this, like, Rui's just kind of telling Tantro that, hey, you can't beat me. And then uh, this is he, where the let you touch my let you try to hit my head comes into play. Yeah. And then Rui like grabs Nezuko and like hoists her up with threads. Yeah, and I'm like, I'll just take this. This is mine now. And I, I just want to say I appreciate how it didn't make it look all weird and edgy like MHA and SAO probably would do. True. I mean, it's more kind of like freaky if anything because like Nezuko's bleeding all over the place yeah yeah but like you know every other I get what you're saying you're appreciating it it could have definitely looked more like bondage but it it doesn't Uh, every every other shonen would be like going up her ass going up her vagina going up her boobs (laughs) while she's getting squeezed by a giant web you know there's fan art of that out there you just i you've got to know don't lose nesico in this household yeah but you know every other anime would do that they would make it look like jizz too you know yeah if if this was kamaki from fire force that's what it would look like oh don't even don't even don't even just this know. episode, yeah, this episode is fucking ruined now. I'm, <laughs> I'm cutting the cord right now. This whole podcast is fucking canceled. Well, you heard it, guys. Fire the Force Demon Slayer pleasure, podcast but... is canceled. Good good have a good one. Hashtag Tamaki ruins everything. Oh my God. Now Alien's ghost is just going to kill us, kill everyone else who's not dead yet. <laughs> we found the trigger word. <laughs> It's fine. I don't really have that much to live for anyway, so just you know. <laughs> oh my God. This podcast is brought to you by five dead people. But Tanjiro's kind of mad at this whole situation. He's like, let go of Nesco. Free kinda. my Nesco. Kind of mad. Kind of <laughs> okay, mad. Okay, really mad. Don't mess with, you don't mess with this Nesco. <laughs> I was about to say, like, he killed his whole damn sister up in a tree, upside down with blood dripping everywhere. You say he kind of mad? Just a little mad. He's just going to murder someone. Yeah, Tantro is just mildly annoyed. You know, it's Tantro. I mean, it's, it's, does Tantro ever actually get, like, seriously mad? He's, he's got, like, a certain level of control. Yes. He can get seriously mad. Like, he's seriously mad here. He needs several Snickers here. He he does. He, we need to get, get some from Gone's factory. I Gone's mean, factory Gone's, Snickers. Gone like ate everything in the factory. I don't think there's any stickers for Tanjiro. Well, well, there's constantly being produced though, so he'll be able to give him like three. Yeah, but you forget Gone bought the factory. It's his property now. Uh, yeah, but you know he can spare three. Can he though? Can he really? Probably, probably not. <laughs> Can I ask Gon for some Snickers then, please? Please, Gon, give me some Snickers. That depends will you be his friend. <laughs> we'll take that please. as a no. <laughs> anyway, um... Yep, anyway, so, Tondro's mad. <laughs> Tondro's legitimately actually really, really upset, and he actually has to tell himself to calm down at some yeah. point in the fight. What, yes. what makes this, like, even more kind of, like 
filled with tension is that Nesco starts like making a bunch of noise and kind of like screaming. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it's 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 really gut wrenching. It's just like oh gosh, yeah. she almost never makes noise anymore. Yeah, and it's interesting because Tundro at this point was just like, don't don't get mad. If you get mad, you're doing exactly what he wants you to do. Yep, that's why he calms himself down. Yeah, and he mm-hmm. focuses on his total concentration breathing, and he unleashes the tenth form of water breathing to try to counterattack Rui. And what proceeds is one of easily the most epic moment in all of drag I almost a dragon slayer in all of demon slayer history i mean well, we get a big flashback before, first, before yes. that though like tanjiro does manage to finally cut rui's threads but then rui says like ha you thought that was the final form of my threads <laughs> it makes them all red presumably with his blood yeah he like creates yeah, like a, a thread demon prism art around Tanjiro and it's like caving in on him. Yeah, because he it noticed that really pretty. He noticed that Tanjiro was picking up momentum and the more turns that Tanjiro did, the stronger that that slash would get and if he couldn't let it get too strong, otherwise it would kill him. Oh yeah. I would I would say now Tanjiro is thinking of portals but no real portals here. I no. mean, we're actually t- touching back on what was said about uh Zenitsu's um, life flashing before his eyes. Now it's Tondro's turn to have his life flash before his eyes, because I guess he's looking for a way to survive. Yeah, and, like, you see him, like, remember, like, all these different memories, like, him playing with Nezuko as a kid, and then also his father. um, Yep. With with the freaking earrings! Yep, yep, I was waiting for that, because both of us noticed my crackpot theory again! The Hanafuda earrings... That look like the ones that pissed off Moose on. It's that guy. Uh, I, 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 it's either Tondra's dad or someone in the in the Kamado family is the one that pissed off Moose on. Guaranteed. My my lips are sealed on that matter because I already know. It's, it's the crackpot theory that I've I've made reference. Yeah, no, it's just like it was just like holy crap. Yeah, J Mac, you came to that on your own. I hadn't. I don't think I'd mentioned this theory of mine to you. And you came. Yeah, no, I came to that theory. conclusion on my own entirely. So we have the same crackpot theory. Those of you know are either laughing at us or applauding us secretly. I don't know which. I am laughing both. at you. Or both. Both Both will be a reasonable uh, answer. Both is good. Both is good. Both is good. Um, but we learn about Hinokami, about his father doing a special kind of um, fire dance. Yeah. I mean, he, Hinokami yep. literally just means fire god. So, like... Yeah. <laughs> There, there is basically a dance for the fire god, and like it shows like uh, Tanjiro's father doing this dance, and Tanjiro and his mother are kind of watching from the distance, and Tanjiro kind of asks his mom like how uh, their father is able to do that dance for so long despite like him being sickly and not like exhaust himself right away. Magic. And also, like, it's cold outside, like, wouldn't your lungs freeze? He's like, both of those things seem to worry young Tanjiro. Yeah, and, like, Magic. as Tanjiro's father explains, like, it's all in the breathing. It's all his breathing technique, and the breathing technique pre- prevents him from exhausting himself. shown in Magic. Yeah, and he hopes to pass down this breathing and his earrings to Tanjiro as a as his yeah. and the dance itself. 
Yes. And it's through this memory that Tanjiro starts instinctively doing the Hinokami Kagura. With one of which, as Jamek said, one of the most badass things this anime's like ever done. Yeah, the water breathing uh visual suddenly turned to like fire and like Tanjo's suddenly able to break through even the strongest threads from Rui. You got like a little fire sword going on. Yeah, shonen magic. Pretty much. Yeah, it's insane. Also, oh my god, the music that's set to the scene is just really touches the heart. Oh yeah. Shout out to Nezuko's voice actor singing nice and good. Very much so. Well, Tandro finds the opening thread to uh, Rui, and he goes straight at it. But then we pan over to Nezuko, and now we get to my other crackpot theory. What's your other crackpot theory? Well, Nezuko hears her mother encouraging her to wake up and to save her brother, saying she uh, she can do so, and if she doesn't, Tandro will die. Crackpot theory, we keep seeing the, the, the Kamado family as ghosts, either to Tandro or Nezuko, trying to help out. I think it's really the ghosts at this point. Like, for a while, you could make the argument, oh, it's their subconscious... This keeps happening. I think Tanjiro and Nesko are semi-haunted by their family in a good way, like they're looking out for them. So the word you're looking for is watched over, not haunted. Yes. Good job. But yeah, then uh, Nesko wakes up and, oh my god, she actually talks! And Holy shit. Never piss off Nezuko. <laughs> she'll light things on fire. You don't she know will explode your blood. <laughs> Literally <laughs> explode. Things I've seen. Yeah, don't piss off Nezuko. Not a good idea. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, because Tanjiro at this point is willing to... He's like, I've got to make the cut even if I get cut up in the process. Not realizing that that would mean he just actually fucking dies. You know? So yeah, basically Rui gets comboed between Hinokami Kagura fire sword and exploding blood attack. Yeah, and he, yeah, like he, eventually Tanjiro does get up to Rui's neck and like he's trying to slice Rui's neck and the sword doesn't go through like fully, like just like last time, but then the blood that's on the sword ignites from Nezuko's like exploding yeah, because, power and that yeah, allows Nezuko's, him to cut through the neck. Because, yeah, Nezuko reveals her demon blood art, which is exploding blood. Yep. And it travels down the... And and, and in this case, her being, you know, cut by the spider web actually hurts Rui's cause here because now all of the blood on that spider web, including Rui's blood, just explodes. Yeah. And it just, like, chain reactions all the way down to Rui. Yeah, all those oxygen and blood cells probably just got ignited by air and exploded. Mm-hmm. And then we get a unique credits closer, which, oh my gosh, I wasn't ready for that. Oh yeah, I love that closer, because this shows like all these like images of Tanjiro and his family, and it's really nice. And it's it's kind of like a progression, like it shows Tanjiro with his father, and Nezuko, and the last when they're little... Uh, Tondro as a little kid smiling, and then you have like one where it's like Nezuko and Tondro before Nezuko turns into a demon, and then like after. I don't know what she's singing, but it sounded really good and it made me upset on the inside. 
for those of you who don't know, and if you want an extra batch of feels for that, the song is literally called The Song of Tundra. Yeah, but I don't know the lyrics, so... It just... definitely got me going. I I mean, it... It, it was a really good He scene. was crying. I was. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm slowly tearing up now. Granted, I, I tear up easy. I really do. But it got me good. Oh, yeah, no, that was, like... It was this was like a beautiful episode, like all together, just incredible. Oh yeah. No, this is not I can definitely see why this uh blew up the internet. I knew that it did, but I hadn't actually seen the episode, just read the equivalent manga chapters, but holy shit, I see why this blew up. Yeah, it's pretty much just UFO table at at their best. It's UFO table going it's, ham. It's basically the stuff that would be on fate. But on something actually good. I mean, fate is good. Hey, I take well, we some the... offense to that. Some. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, fate zero is good, but that was like ten years ago. Heaven's man. feel, Allison. Heaven's feel. Yeah, gives you the feels. Tonight. It's in the name. But yeah, I think the biggest highlight of this episode is easily that final sequence. And we mentioned oh, yeah. this a few episodes back, but one of the big people responsible for that sequence was Nozomu Abe. Um, specifically, the portion of that final scene where uh, Nesco starts igniting um, all the blood and Tanjiro cutting Rui's like neck was all animated by him. And that entire like sequence there is absolutely beautiful. Like, it blows me away every time. So does that guy work on movies or something? Well, he, he's worked on a ton of iconic scenes in the past, both at Yufa Table and other studios. Um, Like I mentioned last time, he also did like that one portion of the Fire First opening at the end. Yeah, but that shows kind of the garbage outside, though. Other than Demon Slayer, as he worked on good stuff. And you can imagine, after, you know, igniting all that blood, Nezuko is going to have to pee, right, Alien? No, that's two. I think we got two more episodes until then. Is Nezuko <laughs> peeing next episode? Was it was it 20 or 21? I, can't I think remember. it's 20, because that's the one with baby Nezuko, right? <laughs> oh, dear. We're setting this up. <laughs> I love that's that the first thing this, I showed that you. That 12-year-old listens to this podcast. Oh, they're, they're going to have a fit. <laughs> yeah, it was 21. So it's two episodes away. But soon, soon, Nezuko will have to pee. Soon. Yeah. It will come. Why do, we, why do we care so much about Nezuko peeing? Are you guys into that It's, it's a meme. Oh. Literally a meme. It's, it's a video I made. Oh, I forgot about it. Whoops. But yeah, there weren't many new uh, voice additions to this episode, but it's worth noting that Tanjiro's father was voiced by Kirk Thornton. <laughs> That's a good choice. Yeah, so Don Patch from Bobobo, the Hand Demon earlier in the series, Klein. Um, he also and also was... that dumb. Hmm. That dumb dude that got killed last episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's funny that they used him in two episodes back to back. And in such like drastically different roles too. <laughs> they literally went from 
the dumbass side character without a name to somebody who would literally unlock a memory from Tanjiro's past and save yeah. his life. Oh, he voices Sitch from One Punch Man. Okay. Also, apparently, Shadow of the Hedgehog. Sh- in, Shadow of the Hedgehog. In Mario and Sonic in the Olympic Games. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, Smash. Ultimate. Actually, I mean, actually, I mean, he's been voicing Shadow since 2010. Oh yeah. Yeah. Doesn't know. So he is Shadow the Hedgehog. Oh, here's one for you, uh, uh, J-Mac. Nightmare and Siegfried. In, uh, I, I knew that one. Okay. Like, I, I knew that one when I looked looked them up, because when I saw this page, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's that guy. Fair enough, fair enough. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he's actually one of my favorite voice actors, so. He's a great always voice actor. Always have to hear more. Yeah, he always does a good job, even though every time I hear him now, I'm just reminded of Don Patch. He looks like an old man version of Nicolas Cage. And I love that about him. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. But aside from that, uh, we also had a few lines from a young Tanjiro in this episode. And those lines were done by Allegra Clark, who funnily enough was the mother demon earlier in this arc. So they reused another uh, voice actor. I guess Anaplex is putting all their voice money in. That other show that's terrible. I mean, I think it's just the fact that they have these people in anyway, so they might as well record them on other characters. Yeah, especially when they're when their voice roles are so small otherwise. Yeah, that's like how we see Abby Trot in some minor roles when she's not doing Nesuko grunts. It's like how we see uh, Chris Sabat voicing all of Dragon Ball. <laughs> Oh god. oh god! Now you now you've done it. The Dragon Ball oh fans god, are coming. Dub. They're gonna cancel yeah, the Demon but... Slayer podcast. No, I was more talking about pissing me it. off over how yeah. true that is. Oh, that dub. Yeah, but Ugh. you gotta watch Dragon Ball in the Japanese, so you can hear Heiji. You know, I agree. I pro tip. I actually agree with you for once. Gotta get woke, you know. The only Dragon Ball dub I watch is Kai. <laughs> That is the correct choice. I mean, yeah. But aside from the voice additions in this episode, um, it's worth noting that the episode adapted chapters 38 to 40 of the manga. And I'd say this is a case where Yufa Table really went out of their way to take this entire set of chapters to a whole nother level. Like, especially that last half of the episode with all the action sequences. Just absolutely beautiful, superb. Um, A lot of the scenes themselves are fully expanded into more dynamic sequences. I think because they knew this was going to be the big final climactic battle of the season, like, they kind of wanted to go all out on it, and they did a fantastic job here. 100% 100% agreed. Like they, they really did a great job with these with, with this fight. One of the things I definitely really appreciated about this episode was them giving Rui a little bit more personality during the fight. Like when, yeah. Like when he gets to the part where he's like, all right, hold on, all right, just hit me, and he just holds his arms. I, I'm just like, oh, this little fucking shit. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, like you don't, you didn't get that in the manga because it kind of just cuts to the part where he's just like, no, don't get mad. And I'm just like, wow. Like when I was trying to read along, and I was just like, holy shit, they really added a lot more to this, and it made it a, feel like a lot more of a natural progression of battle. Also, we actually get to see Rui actually style on Tanjiro, which is great. 
because we don't really get that a lot. We don't really get a lot of villains just styling on people. But Rui just straight up styled on Tanjiro. And I really, really appreciated that. Man, it's greater to see Tanjiro beat Rui because the voice actor was using Shield Pro voice. So I can imagine it as him killing the Shield Hero guy. Greatest episode of anime ever. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, do we have any like other thoughts about this episode? I feel like our thoughts have kind of been all over the place, but like it's a really good episode. It's amazing. Yeah. Mind-blowing. Yes. I, I think we may have been a bit disorganized about it, but I think the key point is this is an incredibly well-put-together episode that just really does a good job explaining what's going on and feeling the emotions of what's happening. And A+. Plus. The also, it made me season three or four wish it could do. It made me happy to see Twitter blow up about it again. Yeah, and it was, was also funny to see the people who have already seen the anime just be mad. It's like, wait, Demon Slayer's trend? Oh, just people watching episode nineteen again. Uh. I was really surprised how big the reaction was. Um, again, simply because I, I had a feeling like maybe like quite a few people had already seen like at least the final part of the episode just because of how much it was spread on Twitter and like other places. But like, I kind of seem to forget that. Yeah. There are people who don't know what was going to happen in this episode. And like, just like the people who watched it when it was subbed, they were blown away. So that was really cool to see. I I can't wait for that movie to come out now. (laughs) I think it's just because Toonami people that watch it don't really give a shit about the subtitles stuff. I mean, they're they're very different audiences, for sure, so that's... I mean, and, and I don't people, generally watch subs, so this was new for me, even though I'd read the manga. And people who watch the subtitled shit don't really give a shit about whatever Toonami's airing, unless it's, like, completely new and original. It's not always true, I'll say that. I mean, well, I it mean, is true for a lot of things. But I mean, like, what was the last thing that subtitled Tsunami? I mean, subtitled people gave a shit about that was on Tsunami Space Dandy, because nobody fucking I mean, gave a shit about pool it did, I mean, it depends on what the person likes. I mean, because like a lot of people still we watch a show on Tsunami, especially if they like it a lot. Yeah, you know, different audiences. It's not that. Like, it's honestly not that simple. Yeah, I, I'd say there's no, there's not like two clear like segmented groups. There's a lot of crossover. So like, it's not that the the like both these groups are in like a vacuum, but like there's still a lot of people who don't necessarily watch subs that are watching Tanami, and there's people who don't necessarily ch- watch Tanami regular that will check out specific shows. It it all depends. There's so many different factors. But I think the key point here is that um, it was just really cool seeing new fans react to Demon Slayer. Heck, even scrolling through the uh, scrolling through the hashtag, I saw a whole bunch of older fans, who, you know, rewatch episode nineteen. Like I've seen some couple of people who are just like, I've seen this episode five times and it still makes me cry, and it's just kind of a testament to how powerful episode nineteen really was. And is. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I'm so salty. MHA season four wasn't like that, but. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's because all their good people were working on the movie for that yep. bullshit ass ending. <laughs> um, Overhaul deserved better. Anyways, I think this is a good time to wrap up. So, Alien, 
where can people find you? And a hole because I have to edit this catastrophe of an episode. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but you can find me on Twitter at Alien Renegade. You can find me on YouTube on Alien Renegade videos, and you can check out my music on SoundCloud, Bandcamp, and every major streaming service. Just search up Amperen. Yeah. So I hate you guys for this episode. Hey, it's not my fault. All these other guys are late. Hey, you're, you're, you're an accomplice. Fire it's Force. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the episode now. <laughs> and J-Mac, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, the Discord, YouTube, other places, TikTok, um, all by the same name, J-Mac a freak. Awesome. And Laser Kid, where can people find you? Uh, people can find me on Twitter at LaserKid Prime, and I'm typically around the uh, Team Nomi Faithful Discord channel, bouncing around, responding to random stuff. It's fun like that. And Allison, where can people find you? Uh, well, when I'm not staring at Lunes of Minosuke or Muzan, I can be found on Twitter at Neof900 on Twitter.com. And I'm also on the Discord. <laughs> Sometimes. Usually I'm on the secret server more than Tsunami these days. But I try to pop in occasionally, so add me as a friend and send me boots. I'll take any. Awesome, definitely follow all of these folks, they're all great people. But as I'm not that great. <laughs> But as for myself, you can follow me on Twitter at VLordGTZ. I usually just post about manga or whatever I'm up to. So definitely follow me on there. But aside from that, you can check out my more manga-focused reviews over on all-comic.com and my Tanami-focused articles and reviews over on tanamifaithful.com. And as far as the podcast goes, you can follow that on Twitter at dslayerpodcast, on Facebook at facebook.com slash demonslayerpodcast, and on the Tanami Faithful website at tanamifaithful.com slash Podcast. And for one thing, I want to thank everyone who's following the Twitter specifically for finally getting us past 1,000 followers. That's like a huge milestone for us, and I can't be any happier about it. It's so awesome to see so many people following us. So thank you again to everyone who's doing that. But yeah, if you aren't following the Twitter yet, definitely follow us because we post whenever the podcast is out on there, as well as just various Demon Slayer news. We have Sakaki also posting on there occasionally. Since he knows Japanese, he can like report on a lot of the news that's coming out of Japan like almost immediately. So maybe when we eventually get like a season two announcement or something, you might see it first on the Twitter. I miss Sakaki. Sakaki is a blessing. Yeah, I'd love to talk to him again sometime. But as far as the uh, streaming the podcast goes, we're basically on every podcast streaming platform at this point. Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you name it. So wherever you listen to your podcasts, uh, just look us up, check us out, subscribe, and enjoy. 
But are we on YouTube yet? We're not on YouTube, and we're never going to be on YouTube. <laughs> Demonetized. Yup. But I wasn't even that lewd this week. Why would we be demonetized? Because. Just because. That's a fucking lie. <laughs> That's a fucking lie. <laughs> but that about. But that about does it for this week. So we will see you guys later. Don't bye die bye. like I did. Bye bye. You're all gonna die. And it's gonna be me other does it. Hey Lord, just saying you're editing this episode. It's all your fault. <laughs> 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 <laughs>